Serving the people of the Hudson Valley, St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital proudly presents another edition of Doc Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, you know that's like something that blows your mind. You you don't expect it, and especially if you're a younger person, right away you might not think of this. But as the long-term treatment goes on, you might think, wow, can I still get pregnant? And fertility issues start to come top of mind. My guest today is Dr. Umangi Patel. She's the medical director of St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital's Oncology Services. Dr. Patel, when we think about fertility preservation, people don't always right away go to think about cancer. Tell us what it is and how it's used for people that have been diagnosed with cancer. So oncofertility is the term that we use. As we know that incidence of cancer is increasing in young adolescents and adults, and when they are faced with this, the last thing they have in their mind is preservation of fertility. They are in mode of treatment and survivor. But with advances in treatment, these patients are surviving and are, many of them are in remission and are cured, and hence, they need to get back to their normal life. And at that point, when they are thinking for fertility, it's kind of a little too late. Therefore, all patients that are diagnosed to have cancer and are going to consider cancer treatment, they should be thinking of preservation of their fertility. And the physician should discuss that upfront along with initial management plan with the patient. So you said a physician should discuss that upfront. If if the physician doesn't, because they are more concerned as well with treatment, at what point should this be discussed? Should the patient be an advocate and bring this up for themselves? And when should a fertility specialist be brought into that discussion? So either the physician or the patient should discuss this at the time of initial evaluation and planning of the treatment and fertility preservation should be considered and be offered and be done prior to starting therapy, whether it is surgery, whether it is radiation, whether it is chemotherapy. And so whether patient brings it up as their own advocate or the physician brings that up, they should, once they plan out the treatment and they should bring the fertility specialist as well as reproductive endocrinologist ahead of the time. And prior to starting treatment, they all should be brought in as a part of caregiver. That's really important information, Dr. Patel, that people might not think about. What about if a child has cancer? Because a new sort of burgeoning field of medicine, along with oncofertility preservation, is this type of preservation for children that maybe haven't even gone through puberty or are just starting puberty. Speak about oncofertility preservation in children a little, and is that something that we discuss as well? Yes, and that should be discussed with the parents. Uh, I'm not a pediatric oncologist, but I have to say that pre-pubertal uh, preservation of fertility in young boys is still a, an investigational approach for stem cell transplant, etc., whereas for female pre-pubertal, the ovarian tissue can be frozen and can be uh, later on utilized. So for pre-pubertal young females, it is still possible to preserve fertility. A pediatric oncologist should discuss that with the parents and bring in the fertility specialist 
as well as the reproductive endocrinologist as a part of team. Tell us about some of the options that are available. People are, you know, they're concerned about their cancer treatment. When a reproductive endocrinologist and the oncofertility specialists are brought in, tell us what treatment options are even out there for fertility preservation. So for fertility preservation, for males, it would be sperm banking and cryopreservation of sperm. Sometimes if the, there are not enough sperms or uh, they are unable to collect, then microvascular surgical techniques are utilized to extract sperms directly from the testicles. So that is for the males. For females, there is preservation of the uh, eggs. So eggs are frozen. Or if the couple is uh, already prepared, then they can freeze the embryo. Or the ovarian tissue of a female can be frozen. So there are multiple options uh, available for female patients that uh, depending upon where they are in the stage of their life, they can choose. Does any of this affect how well the cancer treatment works? And as the treatment goes on and after treatment, Dr. Patel, how does somebody know if their fertility has been affected? So in terms of freezing ovarian tissue or in terms of freezing eggs and embryo, depending upon the cycle and depending upon the hormones that needs to be given, there may be one to three weeks delay. Uh, before the treatment gets started. Uh, however, that should not affect the overall outcome of majority of the cancer patients. Uh, and uh, as far as the, the after effects of the treatment, and uh, if uh, it depends on what type of cancer, what type of treatment, and uh, in terms of chemotherapy, what dosages, what side effects, what uh, cycles, and uh, types of drugs that are utilized would determine whether these patients will ever have fertility on their own at a future date or not. Uh, the age of the patient also matters that younger patients that are younger than 35 or even younger than 40 are able to regain their periods and even fertility. Uh, but patients who are 40 and above are less likely to regain their periods and they may go in menopause. And so in those patients, uh, the after effects of menopause and uh, premature menopause, uh, such as skin dryness and hair loss and uh, cognitive functions and bone health and vaginal dryness and all of that uh, are there, which for which they are referred to the gynecologist for management of uh, after effects of the premature menopause. Did I answer your question? You absolutely did. And Dr. Patel, this is so informative. So if somebody has tried one of those options for fertility preservation and they get told that their cancer is in remission or that they don't have it anymore, I, I, I do, have you seen with your patients that they're scared to then try whatever fertility treatments and preservation that they've used to try and get pregnant for fear that maybe their cancer might come back or what are some of the fears? What have you seen? What have patients told you? So the patients uh, have, especially breast cancer patients, they have concerned that if they were to now try for pregnancy and family planning, then the hormones that are needed, uh, would that increase the risk for recurrence? And generally, it is not true. Uh, after And so we advise patients to, uh, at least wait for a year and uh, then plan. 
in uh, other patients uh, generally hormone driven cancers uh, are not uh, considered as a risk factor for planning pregnancy and uh, having recurrence of the cancer so i would say that i encourage my patients once again to meet with a fertility specialist and a obgyn person but i tell them that yes they can absolutely go ahead and plan for the uh, family uh, if they are in remission it's great information wrap it up please your best advice for people or someone who knows someone has a loved one who might have been diagnosed with cancer but is still young enough to want to have children and what would you tell them about the importance of exploring their treatment options and being a good advocate and finding out what available options are out there for fertility preservation so the best advice is that fertility preservation is absolutely available to all patients who are young adolescents and adults and should be discussed with the primary managing oncologist and all of these patients should see fertility specialist and reproductive endocrinologist because often times they are scared often times they are afraid of outcome of the cancer itself and are not addressing this and later on it is sometimes not possible therefore it is better to address this upfront before starting the actual management of the cancer It's great information Dr. Patel thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your expertise on this topic that may be sensitive to discuss and not everybody is really willing to ask those questions so thank you so much for coming on with us today this is Doc Talk presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital for more information please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org that's stlukescornwallhospital.org i'm melanie cole thanks for tuning in